Hey everybody, it's Rachel and Brandon back for another Real for Real episode. Today we're going to be talking about Thor the Dark World from 2013. <sighs> Brandon, was what's that in, what it was? It, it was. In two, do you like how, how smart that was of me? 2013. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board. Got my Wikipedia up. <laughs> right? That was good. Yeah. <sighs> so we're what twin was that question cup, you're about to ask? We're cup twins this time. Oh, yes. We're mug yes. twins. I've got my marble mug. But we switched. I'm drinking tea, hot tea tonight. I know, and I'm drinking coffee, which is so rare. <laughs> it's it was cold. It was hot. the The coffee was hot already. So, and I didn't want to mess with heating the water for tea. So, that's what I went with. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. So yeah, this movie was. So I, I this was my first time seeing it. Hadn't seen it before. Just like with Iron Man three. Right. Um, it's beautiful again. Yes. Yes. Um, scene, that I, that was my first thing. Um, I, so I watched the trailer before I watched it, which I think is oh, fun. Okay. It was a, that's a funny thing. Like, well, I was waiting actually, Jeff had gone to do something and he was like, I really want to watch that. So I thought, oh, well, he's gone. I'm just going to watch the trailer because I had no clue what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and the trailer was fun. Um, his mm-hmm. uh, friends, his group of friends, Thor's group of friends, mm-hmm. I love them. I love yes. their like their camaraderie. They have some of the funniest lines in the movie. And yeah, I really yeah, like those they're, And they're, they're a different group of characters. Sorry, I got too far away from the mic there. They're a different <laughs> group of characters. They, um, yeah, they're, they have their own unique personalities, even though they might, I don't know, like as individual characters, they probably could have gotten a little bit more time to develop. But yeah. I mean, they were background characters, I guess. But Right. Yeah. Um, so I guess the premise of the movie is that there's this ether. Is that, am I saying that right? Is it called ether? They call it ether. It's spelled with an A. It's like A-E. Yeah. Yes. So, so I, I tried there's to a part of me that wants to say ether. <laughs> no, yeah. right? Well, I tried to look it up in my encyclopedia, my Marvel encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mentioned in here, but it doesn't have its own like fact file or anything like right. that. Right. So... Um, I, but I did you look up its other name? No. Does it have another name? Oh, uh, did they not mention in the? Okay, at the end after credit scene. Yeah. Okay, so that there's stones. Yes. That there are five stones. So yes. I do know that. Well, there are five more. Okay. Didn't he say that? Isn't that what he yeah, said? Yeah, he said. So there are six stones, I guess, because he did say yeah. there are five more. Okay. So yeah, which we're going to talk about the collector later, but yeah, so he does say that. But is that the name stone? It like So I don't want to look up the five stones because if it's something that's coming that's going to be huge, I don't want to look it up. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking right now. Like if I give you the name of it. Okay, don't. Um is it going to throw things off for you watching the next several yeah, movies? So don't. 
Maybe, maybe not. But okay, we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll just leave it as ether. Okay. Okay. So even though we know, do know it's a stone, he did say that at the end of the he movie. He did say that. He did. So I do know that. But okay. So he. Okay. So this, I love that Natalie Portman was in this film. Um, of course, Darcy, your favorite. Oh my gosh, she came on and um, uh, we watched April and I watched it together too. And it's like, oh, there's Darcy. She's so cool. Yes, yes. And I loved her throughout the film. It was, she's yeah. always great. She's, her dry wit and humor is just perfect. It's perfect yeah. every time. Um, it's funny because it reminds me a lot of your humor. Like, because like, that's why I enjoy her so much. <laughs> yeah, it must be because she'll say something and then I'll go, oh, that was really funny. And I feel like sometimes <laughs> when we're talking or when we're together, I'll like, you'll say something and I'll be like, oh, he's funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you meant that as funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So got my, I've got a real life Darcy, guys. <laughs> In our lives, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. Um, she's much more attractive, I'm sure. But <laughs> she is beautiful. I do. I loved her um, part of this where she and her intern become yes. boyfriend girlfriend. I'm guessing, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I just the her. fact that she has an intern because she's the intern with an intern. <laughs> And so the whole comedy bit around that is just amazing. Um, it is funny. Which, okay, so I, I might be getting ahead and, and detouring. You can reel, reel me back in if you need to. But so my first thought going into this movie, because I have seen this and the whole shebang, and right. um, I'm much more you know into and aware of these things, right? So my first thought was this is the lowest ranked movie of the entire MCU. Yeah. So I wanted to know why, um, but I didn't look it up until just a little while ago. And so I looked it up and I just saw a couple of comments because I saw the, I didn't, I, I haven't looked into a ton of reviews yet, but I saw a couple of comments and at least one, maybe two basically said that Loki's humor was kind of the only like um, passable thing or, or the only thing they really enjoyed about it um, as far as characters go. And I was like, wait a minute, if Loki's humor was good, like you can't discount Darcy's humor. Absolutely. Or his friends um, as well. Like, yeah, I think maybe theirs is different, though. Like, they have some funny lines, but they are very... Okay, they're okay, again... They're not central <clears throat> to the story. They're not central, but they're also, like, they take on maybe a little bit more of a cheesy level at times, too, though. Because yeah. there's the one... Um, found, Foundrel, I think is his name. I even wrote it down because I I was so struck by how much he resembled, especially in the scene where he's on the boat and they're escaping um, towards the end of the movie, they're escaping yes. on the boat and Foundrel is with them. And he reminds me, and I feel like they, they, I don't know if this was intentional with his character or not, 
but it's like, this is the guy from The Princess Bride. Okay. Like, it felt like that... um, Cheesy. Yeah, like the character felt so similar. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny, but it feels weird. I will say, during that particular scene... It, I questioned who he was um, in real life because that was the first time that I felt like he not broke character necessarily, I guess, but just was a little more like, oh, like cheesy, I guess would be the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may, I, I thought he was Zach Braff, but he just looks like him. Mm. <laughs> um, he's actually, I, I feel like I need to say his name because if i don't then um you know if he's listening i know it's levi sometimes <laughs> yeah i don't remember <laughs> um is listening the, the actors for those characters um <laughs> it's so hard to any of them know. frankly i just but, don't remember um, them um anyway so but while you're looking that, that up so zachary levi is his name zachary levi oh okay um, oh he's in the credits on wikipedia okay yeah so he's um I don't know. Like, I mean, he's very famous, of course. Um, but that's where, like, that particular point was oh, whenever I questioned Shazam? Wait, that's... Yeah. That's Foundrel? Yeah. Like, I, when Nuh-uh. you see... Yes, it is. Yes, okay, it is. I gotta go look that up now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, like, so that's when I questioned his, uh, who he was and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I guess the other thing I have a question, I have a question about is, is his, um, the girl, uh, Sif? Yes. So is she, she's, first of all. Wow, she's amazing. Yes, amazing, and she does such a great job. She is, I mean, I don't know, she's just really great. Um, but not but, um, I wondered, is she in love with Thor? So, this is is something that I have heard like uproar from the fans. Because we need there to be something going on there because we need more story and we need more Sif. Um, yes. But we don't, we don't get it yet. No, no. And that's- well, we don't get it after this either. That's okay. So uh, that's what I was wondering. Like, do we ever know what was really going on? Because Although- there's nothing that indicates uh- that anything is happening. I think there could be there. So there's an opportunity and I don't know if we've gotten enough of the story. Um, and I don't know if we've heard if she's on board because you know, that nothing is, it's really hard to keep secrets anymore. Right. Yes. Doesn't mean they won't be able to do it, but there's an opportunity with Thor love and thunder to um, reunite her character. I found her fact file. In the in, in your encyclopedia, in, yes. Wow. I do think Valkyrie is going to show up in okay. Thor: Love and Thunder, but she has no. I, I mean, her and Thor are nothing, so okay. that won't be a thing. But Sif and Thor, if Sif is in Love and Thunder, will be great. 
So um, her her fact file is yeah. her real name is Sif S I F. Her occupation is warrior. She's in she's based in Asgard. She is six foot two. She weighs four hundred and twenty five pounds. She has blue eyes and black hair. Her first appearance was in Journey into Mystery one hundred two in March of nineteen sixty four. She is a god of Asgard. Well, <clears throat> isn't everybody on Asgard a god? Yeah, I guess they are. I mean, because in okay, this that movie was something that came up in the movie. Yeah, yes, we should bring that up too. Yeah. They're kind of dismissive of humans, human life. Well, they are, but here's okay. This came up, and I forget exactly the sentence and how it came up, but I thought this was interesting because they said. I think it was Thor that was trying to say, we're not that different from humans. We live and we die, whatever. And was it Odin or Loki, or maybe at two different conversations, I forget how it came together in my head now, but one of them said um, something like, yeah, we're the same give or take 5,000 years. And yes, Loki, I feel like no, it wasn't Loki. Anyway, go ahead. And, and they clearly age. Odin is clearly aged and cl- Odin wants to pass on, the throne because right. he's not going to live forever. Right. But they refer to um, humans from Midgard as mortals. And so now I'm like, well, wait a minute. So does 5,000 years all of a sudden now define immortal? Right. Isn't immortal supposed to be like forever? Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's <laughs> So I don't know if that's a plot hole or just me being nitpicky or (laughs) (laughs) probably me being nitpicky, but no. Yeah, no, I get that. Like I, that's what I did note that, wow, their view of human life is very, very different than what I realized. But I guess if you live for 5,000 years and somebody else lives for such a small fraction of that it's like oh well you you're insignificant because you don't have time to be significant as far as i'm concerned really unpopular it's like having a cat i will not say dog because dogs are beautiful and amazing but it's kind of like having a cat where they you know like in your life they're not gonna they're only gonna live a fraction of your life with you so it's kind of like that but i think it's even smaller than that i think it's more like a goldfish that's oh yeah you're right like yeah. or an insect that you buy and, at a carnival and it dies in the car- <laughs> right home right because it, if you think about, about five thousand compared to say 50 to 100 yeah like that's a really big fraction because even like our pets like our dogs and our cats like some of them might live a third of our lifetime yeah that's true so, yeah, think about it. Like, if you're an Asgardian, humans are like goldfish. <laughs> yes. yes. That's and so Thor wants to marry a goldfish. Yeah. Oh, now it's weird. <laughs> now it's weird. Yeah, that's so true. He needs to marry Sif. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and Jane needs Richard. Oh, poor Richard. <laughs> poor, poor Richard. You can never... Never, ever compete with Thor. You can't. So speaking of, um, you know, we talked about Darcy earlier. Um, the scene where 
um, Jane and Richard are having their first date and Darcy comes in and just like interrupts the whole thing, says really crazy things, uh, makes Jane sound like a lunatic. And then she, and then she's gone. And then it's like, okay, I guess you can go follow her after her. And then when Richard gets the call later in the movie, He's, he doesn't care about how crazy that he was like, uh, sure. I'm glad you called back. Like he's, yeah. Like, where are you? And she's just like, well, I'm, I am not there. <laughs> and I mean, he's totally cool with it. Like he, he's involved. Like he's, he's so how bad is Richard's life that he's so smitten by this person who is clearly off their rocker. Yeah. And she's, she's just out doing her thing. Yeah. And Richard is, Richard's lonely. (laughs) Richard is lonely. It looked like he worked in a really depressing place with fluorescent lighting. Um, Shifting gears a little bit and trying to actually not jump too far in the movie, even though we've kind of gone from the end to the beginning and back and forth, (laughs) whatever. We have, it's what we do. But I noticed within the first few minutes of the movie and then I noticed really throughout the movie after that, but was in the first few minutes. Did you notice how many times they said nine realms? Oh, yes. They did say it a lot. And then they kept saying it and they kept saying it. Yes. Like it was like um, this thing. It was almost like at some point the producers and the actors made a bet to see who could get it in the most. Like yeah. I don't, it was just weird. It just kept well, and saying I think- it. I mean, the whole premise was that the nine realms were lining up and that's why they were having this phenomenon. Right. But yeah, I mean, they did say a lot. And I, so that was one of the first things that I wrote down was like, what is this? What are these circles? What is this? And (laughs) then of course, realizing that they were lining up and it was this thing, which I find fascinating. I found it fascinating. The uh, physics of it, like, where they're dropping stuff and it's disappearing and Mm -hmm. like, how cool was that? Um, so, so in that process, Jane is, absorbs the ether. And then we are sent on a tailspin. And when, so whenever they come to collect her, when they come to collect Jane, the, uh, or Malekith, when he comes to collect her and there's that battle, I was absolutely shocked when the queen was killed. Um, and part of the reason was because of their, their talk about how human life was so short and theirs was so long. And I guess, mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously she was killed. It wasn't like she died of natural causes or anything. But I was just shocked that there wasn't anything else they could do for her. I mean when Jane came in and the healers were there and you know, mm. they're literally taking her soul out or whatever that was and looking at it. And I'm like, we can't solve th- We can't solve this for the queen. What is happening? Right. It is funny when you have these um, very like mythical worlds where low technology and high technology combine. And like at some point things don't always add up. Right. Right. And I know that 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 truly is me just being nitpicky and not wanting her to have died. Um, I so it was hard. It was hard to see her die. It was terrible. And she was protecting Jane like she was on board with Thor. And I feel like she also really loved Loki. And I 
in a way was probably part of how part of Loki's good, maybe. Yes. The good part of Loki. And I will say Loki again, you guys, I have to go on record every single time. He gets me every single time. He tricks me every time. I think I'm going to trust Loki. Look at him helping his brother. Mm-hmm. Is he he's <laughs> so great. And like, but then, so before that, of course, he's like telling the bad guy how to get to where he needed to go. Right. When all of them in the prison, escape, yeah. right in the prison. But I just, you know, I thought, is he sad? Because he got upset whenever he learned that his mother had been killed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is he capable of sadness? So that's where I was at with him. Like, is he capable of feeling that sadness? And then on uh, when they're in the boat and he's showing Thor the shortcut mm-hmm. to go get Malekith. He, when he says to him, trust my rage, I was like, oh, he's mad. Yeah. Like, no, like all, all bets are off. He's ticked that his mom was killed or the mother that raised him. Right. And well, probably not just that. It's probably not just that, but still. Yeah. I mean, Logie's got baggage to go along with his. Yes. Um, I mean, he's, he's got bad choices, but he's got baggage to go along with it, right? Right. And then here's what's so interesting. We've talked a lot on this podcast about story arcs and how we love like Tony Stark's arc. And even Thor had a pretty significant arc in his first movie yes. when he matured. Um, and I think, and well, we see some of this with Tony, but it's, it's different. With Loki, like his is such a wave. It's not a... It's not a yes. arc. It's like he's up and he's down and it's all over the place. But I think that does, is very telling about um, the, not just the complexity of his character, but the complexity of what he's been through, you know, cause he was adopted. So he's his, um, you know, his genetics, if you will, are of the frost giants. And so he's got that temperament being raised by the King of Asgard, finding out that, he is adopted and that was hidden from him. And then having this incredible connection with his mom, losing the mom, yeah. having the back and forth relationship with his brother who gets the throne that he wants, mm-hmm. um, like so much for him to process and deal with. And he does it poorly a lot, but then I think again, so not everybody has, um, the opportunities, good or bad that Loki has, like not everybody was offered an army to invade earth and, right. d- but Loki was in that position. Absolutely. And so that's a layer of his, um, the, the, the stuff that goes into his arc is like, well, yeah, but he was in that position and what do you do? Yeah. Well, and I, so what I found this for me, this whole movie I will say my, I have two favorite lines of the whole movie. And I think it's because it gives me insight to both characters Mm -hmm. and it truly answers my, my question. Well, I don't know if it's my question. I guess it answers my, um, issues that I have with Loki. And it is when they're, they are on that ship. They are headed to 
fight Malekith or to get rid of, you know, they have Jane with them. Mm -hmm. And um, Loki says, satisfaction is not in my nature. And then Thor immediately says, surrender isn't in mine. And I thought, that's profound. And I know I'm probably looking too deep into these movies because they're literally about comics. But I feel like people who are listening to this get it. And I just Mm -hmm. think like those lines in particular are profound to me because that that truly describes to me how Loki, why we have to go on this roller coaster with Loki because he truly is never going to be satisfied. Even if he got the throne, which... Does he have the throne? Because I am (laughs) so confused to be really, really honest. And I'm super mad at him. But um, I, I, that, so right after that, after they say that, Mm -hmm. I feel like that epitomizes him. His satisfaction isn't in his nature. And I think surrender for Thor, clearly, that's not in his nature. And I, so I love those lines. I think that those were perfect lines for who they are. I loved it. So when I um, made notes, I wrote down a couple of lines. Some are better than others. Like I did write down some of the lines from that same scene, but it was more of the, the comedy lines. I thought like when he was you did telling have to Florida. Your grandfather. Um, oh no, but that was a good one too. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> um, no, he was trying to tell Thor to press it gently because he's like, I'm pressing all the buttons. And he's like, maybe press them gently. Yeah. And, I thought that was hilarious. It's very um, but- sarcastic of Loki. Like he's very much like Loki's one of those people where he's just, I feel like he's very laid back and he's very intelligent. Right. But what's also really cool about that is that was, we began seeing them in this movie at different times. This being one of them, they're getting some of their brotherly banter back. They are. And like, I think about, you know, like you said, like Loki has all this baggage. Um, he also, I feel like he doesn't give Thor enough credit because Thor too was lied to. Thor also had no idea that Loki was, I'm assuming he had no idea that Loki was adopted. As far as we know. Yeah. As As far far as as we know. No. Okay. So yeah. So he didn't know that. And so I think, you know, he doesn't give him enough credit that he truly Thor grew up as his brother. And I think it, it, Mm-hmm. really did show in this scene whenever the battle starts between um, Thor, Loki, and Malekith, and, and Jane as well, I guess, because she's totally at the center of it. I was like, when he cut off Thor's hand, mm-hmm. I w- was so angry at Loki. I wrote in this in capital letters, <laughs> Loki is the worst. <laughs> Like we come off of this scene where he's like, satisfaction is not in my nature. And he's trust my rage and I'm upset about my mama. And then he cuts his brother's hand off and I lost my mind. I was just like, no, Loki. Yeah. And so then, of course, we see that that <laughs> is not what actually happened. And I'm still confused about it. Um, and I'm like, wait, is he not? Then I wrote in my notes, is Loki not so bad? Question mark. Like I'm literally having a crisis in my notes about this movie. <laughs> And that's, but that's what you're supposed to do with Loki. I think that absolutely is um, how we're supposed to feel about Loki. I think we're supposed to acknowledge the the humanity that he has, and then be frustrated by 
you know, the trickster side of him. Yeah, um, I mean, he truly is the god of mischief. Like, he truly, right. he epitomizes that as well. And then, so... But here's the catch. I think Loki is frustrated about it all, too. Like, I think he's wrestling internally. Yeah, like, he but, really wants to be, like, a benevolent god of Asgard. Yeah. I really think yeah. that's what he wants. However, satisfaction is not in his nature. He will never be satisfied, even if he is that. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Okay. Best line in the movie. Better get my pants. Oh my gosh. He's fantastic. He's <laughs> when, so good. When Eric is, I... um, and okay. So it's, it's when Jane and Darcy and, uh, well, I guess it was Jane and Darcy come in. I forget exactly who's in, in the scene, but they come in and basically they're coming up with their plan now. Okay. Yes. This is the plan. This is what we're going to go Thor's do. Thor's in there. Yes. Thor's there yes. because Thor gets the hug. He gets yes. a hug. Yeah. And Eric Selvig, what is his name? That's probably yes. not it. It, yeah, it is Eric. S. It is, but I don't know his last name either. But yes. And he gets the hug and he's in his underwear and then <laughs> He has this look on a face and it's like, I better get my pants. Right. Yeah. I, so I feel really sorry for him throughout the movie because of his, you know, the mental mental state issue <laughs> of, you know, being messed with by Loki. So I want to back up for one second. I was so sad when Loki was killed. I mean, I, that roller coaster oh, really right. threw me. So I, I'm like, and in that scene, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, Thor loves him in spite of it all. He loves his brother. So I think Thor always did. But again, going back to Loki's layers of, you know, himself, we, you mentioned something a minute ago about Thor and it reminded me, oh, I know you're talking about how Thor didn't know that Loki was adopted, which made me think about their childhood. Well, if we remember who Thor was at the beginning of the first Thor movie, yes. he was very immature. That's true. And and Loki had to live with that too. Yes, and very um he's got a like a bravada, I would say, about yeah. like you know, like arrogant. Um yeah. he's very sure of himself, he's very confident. And I don't know that Loki is any of those things. Except right. for in his mind, like in his intelligence. Loki is very confident that he knows what he's talking about. And he does. He is very, well, very he, it, right. He's a great schemer because yeah. he's very intelligent. And yeah. so anyway, I just kept thinking, okay, again, all of the nuances of Loki, a lot of those have to do with his relationship with Thor. Yeah. And then, like you said, then we get this scene where we really get to see how Thor feels. But here's the thing. Loki experienced that too, because he wasn't dead. And so I do think those things make a difference. Um, and here's the other thing about Loki. And I don't want to give away too much about, you know, what we know he took the throne at the end. Um, yes. A few movies down the road, we get to see the aftermath of that. Okay. So without, without giving up too much, I'll try to just think about where he's so. <laughs> unfortunately, in Avengers, he was a significant villain. Yeah. But if we just think about what he wanted to accomplish, again, he speaks of himself, like you said, as being the benevolent ruler. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have like a a killer mentality. Like he's not the 
um, no, but he violent, wants to like he, yes, but he wants to control. But here's the other thing: when he's in control, he wants to do what he thinks is best. Again, he comes at it in his mind. And of course, we're all obviously we're observing it and seeing how twisted it is. But in his mind, he sees himself as the person who needs to be in control because he does want to do what's best for the people. It's just he needs to be the one in control, though. Yeah. And what he thinks is best, he doesn't he doesn't even convey it well, like because he he sees the picture much larger than everyone else sees it. I feel like he can really see like what the end game is for him. Oh, end game. Yes. Got it. Yes. Um, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> anyway. Well, but 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 no, you're right though, and that's a good um, perspective because absolutely Loki is always forward thinking, like yeah. way far ahead and of the rest I, of us. Like I seriously, I don't even know if he's in Endgame. I have no clue if he's even in it, but I I do think that he does he does he's thinking more than one step ahead of everyone at all the time yeah and i want to tell you but i can't okay about so i will i want to back up just so i i loved the awkward moments and the pants one is one of those moments (laughs) and then um one of the other so there's two other moments that i really enjoyed and that was whenever he and loki were thor and loki were walking um, and he started transforming into like Captain America. Oh, and that was I amazing. love yes. that scene. That's such a good scene. Um, very cute. I love um I love that we really did get to see a lot of Thor and Loki as brothers. Um mm-hmm. and then the other part that was so awkward, it's almost painful, was right after Loki is killed. And they're back, and Eric is like, "Is your brother with you?" And he's like, "No, Loki's dead." And he's like, "Oh, oh thank yes. God!" Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's so awkward. That's so awkward." So, um, I thought that but was really every funny. human, every human on planet Earth would have said the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And yet, we just got through watching this all these scenes in this movie of this brother relationship that nobody on earth literally has any concept of. Yeah. And we didn't like nobody on earth got to see that Thor was really upset that his brother passed and was crying. And of course, when he cries, yikes, I want to comfort him clearly, (laughs) but (laughs) he did have a great opening scene as well. Not opening scene, but after the battle and he um, was washing up, I felt like they did a great job with that scene. I don't even um. remember because yeah, <laughs> must not have been important to me. Um, but um, anyway, so yeah, the awkward moments I thought were very funny, um, especially with Eric. I mean, Eric literally ran around naked <laughs> at Stonehenge, I think, or something. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, and I mean, <clears throat> okay, it's, speaking it's of not awkward. to laugh at his mental state, but. <laughs> The relief relief in his voice when he said, oh, thank God. It was just fantastic. It was perfect. But you can laugh because it was supposed to be theatrically funny. It's not representative of somebody (laughs) with mental health that we're laughing at. So, um, but, okay, going back to considering why this movie is ranked so low, what is wrong with this movie? I, I 
walk away after watching it thinking a large part of it is the villain. I don't okay. think Malekith was developed very well. We weren't able to connect with him in any way. Um, it was just, I think that was extremely awkward. Um, uh, I don't know. I just don't know. I feel like he's, I feel like he is so forgettable that it makes the movie more forgettable. And maybe it's why it falls down the list. Yeah. But, well, and even so I don't, so I tried to look up Malekith in my encyclopedia mm -hmm. and he doesn't have a profile. Like they don't have an actual profile of just him. They just mention him on several pages. Um, mm -hmm. And, and basically his role, he's very minor, not, I, I don't know. He wasn't minor, obviously in this movie, but in the way that he's mentioned in this comic book encyclopedia, he seems to be a minor character in several different areas. Like he kind of overlaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Into some people's stories. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I kind of felt like for me, that was like, okay, I, I know nothing about the the villain. I can't speak about him. I didn't connect to him. It, it was just, I think that was um, kind of left me. And I guess that happens sometimes because we spend so much of our movies developing the characters that we're going to continue to see later on, which are typically the heroes. Yes. And the villains are typically defeated in the same movie. Um, so it can be much more difficult to develop that character but they have done it in other at other times um like me and you talked about how much we enjoyed um was it iron man 2 was that yeah. with mickey rourke yes yeah yeah yes. like that was that was we thought fairly well done yeah um and here it was like uh, okay there's a dark elf and he's a bad guy um yeah yes and it was really hard to put more thought into it than that. Yeah. And I think, um, I was more interested in, um, the character of, I don't know his name, but the one that Loki spoke to in prison, that big. Strong... Oh yeah. The so, golem looking. I yeah, don't know what I that is like either. He was much more of a villain. He was more mm -hmm. visible throughout the movie even. Um, yeah. So I, that for me, I was like, wait, is he the one that's calling the shots? But he wasn't clearly, but yeah. So that, I thought that was interesting. I don't know but, if that character has a name or anything. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I have to look that, but you're right. I, I agree with you. Like he, um, it was so much easier to focus on him as a, um, Threat. I guess an antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, with them connecting him and Loki, at the beginning, whenever he escaped prison and he and Loki kind of made this connection where Loki helped mm -hmm. him out. Um, I, I did. I wanted know... to help the ruse. So because yes. Loki helped him, it helped the ruse on the other planet because the guy was like, Oh yeah, he's, he's one of he's us. the guy that was in prison. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So that was really an interesting like connection that they made. And, mm -hmm. and then he wasn't actually, I mean, he, of course he's a villain, but you know what I mean? He wasn't yeah. a villain. So I, I did notice that. I mean, I'll say it wasn't, 
it was not as good as the first Thor for me. Um, right. I loved the way it ended. I loved the that Darcy fell in love with her assist- intern or assistant, <laughs> whatever. And her I love that yeah. he um, that Thor came back and kissed Jane um, at the very end credit. And it did say that Thor yes. would return. I did love that. Yes. Um, um, and that was, well, that was the after credit scene. Um, but the end scene is where we see the collector where Sif right. and I don't remember the other guy's name, but they, yeah, I don't either. They took the ether to the collector whose real name is Tanalir Tivin. T-I-T-A-N-A-L-E-R. They said it in the scene, and I could never, like, I, I couldn't pick it up. So and, it's spelled T A N E L E E R. And then his last name is T I V A N. Okay. His occupation is curator. His base is mobile. He is six foot two. He weighs 450 pounds. He has white eyes and white hair. His first, of, his first appearance is in the Avengers, number 28, in June of 66. Interesting. So he appeared in Avengers first. So he is immortal. Hmm. He has telepathy. He can manipulate cosmic energy to change his size and shape. Um. He he has a temporal assimilator that permits time travel. So oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's one of the immortal elders of the universe. Is who he is. He's an I, elder. He is. <laughs> he's one of the immortal elders of the universe. The collector foresaw. I don't even want to read any more of that because I <laughs> don't. I don't want it to give it away. Um. So yeah, that's, that's good. So, um, and obviously, since there's a a stone in his possession. We're going to see him again in some form or fashion. Sure. Um, So, okay. As somebody who vaguely has an idea of what comes in the future, but not really. Okay. Do you have any significant response to now um, we've acknowledged that the Tesseract and the Aether are stones? And I don't know. We've, what do you think about this um, acknowledgement of their identity or existence? So, first of all, I think I'm confused about how many there are because he says only five more or five mm-hmm. more or whatever. Hey, so he is is he including the tesseract in that, or is he just saying he has one and there are five more, so a six total, or they have one, he has one, and there are five more out in the world for a total of seven. So I'm pretty sure there are only six. Um, but so that no, so I, there should I, be six. So yeah, there I, should be there should just be six. What makes me think? What made me think of that is. Is this a bad guy or is this a good guy? Because they don't really give us any indication in this scene. I have no clue if he's good or bad. Now that I've read that he's an elder of the universe, it makes me think that he is probably good and he's probably trying to protect 
whatever these stones are. So I don't have any indication of what they actually are, what they do. Um, clearly they hold a lot of power because just the Tesseract and just the ether, like they literally could have destroyed earth or the universe as a whole, Mm-hmm. Um, just by that one particular power. So I can't imagine how powerful these will be when they come together, if they come together. Right, exactly. So, so, and so... Like, where are they and who has them and who's... Th- my thought process about the Collector was, is he going to um, abuse this power like Loki? Or is he going to protect this power so yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah. So again, I I, I can't tell you because yeah. you have to watch all of it, right? But right. Um, Those are my thoughts on it. I right now. I don't know if I even know if like where the collector stands as far as good or bad. Um, I'm sure the comic book people who have read enough, but I also feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like in the X-Men cartoons that were on in the 90s, there was an episode with the Collector. Or maybe I saw him in a comic book at some point because I have uh-huh. like occasionally randomly read comics, but not really. How dare you? Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I've so broken the rules of reading comics. I'll just pick a random one up and read it. Um, but anyway, so I, but my thinking is the when I saw him, or at least I think I saw him, I feel like he was an antagonist, but in a weird way, like, um, I don't know, like he was in an antagonist role at the time, but not a full on antagonist. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that's how people identify him or how he's identified, um, but I don't, I don't know. Interesting. But okay. I guess for me at this point, when I watched these the first time through, that was kind of what I was thinking too. It's like, I don't know what to think about this situation, but it it's so crazy because it's like, okay, we are so building towards something now. Like we have two yeah. stones, we're calling them stones. Um, and at this point, how many movies in are we? Six, uh, we seven? Are, let's see. I have my list. I ranked the first phase, which we're going to put on our Instagram for everyone to see. Nice. Um, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six in the first series. We've done Iron Man 3 and this one. So eight. There were six? Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds like a lot. Um. So this makes, does this make the eighth? That this doesn't is the sound eighth right. one that we've wow. watched. Yeah. Okay. We're plowing um, through these. Yeah, really? <laughs> but we did. Yeah. So, okay. Here, but here's my thinking. So when I know when I watched it through the first time, like just in real time, um, again, not being a comic book person, I was like, oh, I don't know much about the collector. I don't know what's coming but these are stones. These are significant. And I think it was about this time I realized I need to start like doing my research. Right. Because I would start to see, um, you know, the chatter from comic book fans about what this means. And I'm like, well, I need to find out what's coming. And so here's the crazy thing. 
And I don't know how this works in your situation where there are all the other movies are out. So at, at that time, like when I was doing research, I was just seeing what the storyline could be based on the storyline that existed in the comics. But there wasn't really a spoiler necessarily as to what's coming in the movies because the movies right. could always take creative liberty. Sure. Um, so you don't know what they're really going to do. You can just get an idea of what they could do if they were going to keep it true to the comics. And um, the comics are out there. So it's not like you're, re- I don't know. I always found it kind of interesting because there's a part of me that like didn't want to know what happened in the comics because I really enjoyed being on the outside watching the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could also couldn't help but research. And so then I realized like, okay, we're eight movies in, we're in a second phase. So we're now we're talking about this thing as going in phases. And I think by this time, they were probably also already mentioning the fact that there was going to be at least a third, if not a fourth phase. And like, I think by this movie, the hype level for me is like through the roof thinking, what is this story? What is this um, Stone's story? Right. Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like that's where I'm at. Like I knew that I knew that something was coming with stones or these jewels is what I was thinking. <laughs> but even the Tesseract, I didn't realize that that was one. Right. Cause it doesn't look like what I'm envisioning. So, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know, but yeah, after, watching this movie i'm like okay so i feel like we're on we're the build-up is starting yeah not that it hasn't already not that it hasn't but i didn't recognize it until this one yeah well that that final scene i think again so we've seen we've seen thanos already in our end credit scene haven't we we have yes yeah so we've seen other significant pieces but I think, again, for those of us who are outside the comic book world, when they identified both of these two things as stones, I feel like that really begins setting up the, the curiosity, for sure, right. of right. what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. something's coming. Absolutely. These things are they're significant, and there's five more. Right. And so, and who's going to have it? Where is it going to pop up at? That's what I what that's what I find fascinating. Like, are we just talking about this is only going to happen in Thor movies, or just Avenger movies? Because the Tesseract was a huge part of Avengers. Now this, you know, um, the Ether is now a huge part. That's what this movie was about, basically. And so, and the power that it holds. And so mm-hmm. now I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't even know what. I don't even know what movie we're watching next, but I'm interested to see, like, is that one going to... Oh, yeah. What are we watching next? I'll look, um, I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, look it um, um. So is that movie going to answer any questions or is it going to just be another peg in this, uh, a small pic- a small part of the picture that they're painting? Yeah. Well, I can't tell you. Right. <laughs> That's fine. I will watch it. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, let's let's maybe start thinking about what's coming next. Um, yeah. You said you've already ranked. Did you rank the first phase? First phase. I ranked the first phase because actually in our last podcast, 
because it was the first one of the of the second phase. We actually talked about ranking them because you had pulled up the ranking of all of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so um, we talked about doing a ranking and posting it to our Instagram so that everyone can see kind of where we land and then where they land, they could tell us where they land. Right. So I need to do that because we need to get that out there. Yeah. Which um, we just dropped Avengers, the podcast where we talk about the Avengers movie, the first Avengers movie. We just dropped that on Friday so, mm-hmm. um, which people will hear this much later. So, but we will, um, so because we dropped that, I will go on and put our rankings up so that people can see them now. Right. So by the time this airs, what mm-hmm. you need to do, if you're hearing this, go back and find, go back until we release the Avengers. Yes. Look which on is our Instagram. episode four. So, and you'll see on our Instagram pretty close to that, our yes. rankings up to that point. Yes. So I did um, kind of the way we're setting up our Instagram is I am doing where you can go on and see episode one, two, three, four. You can, and then that will tell you what we watched on that episode. And then you can kind of discuss with us underneath those pictures of that particular episode. If you'd like, try to keep it organized for you guys. And, um, yeah, so then I'll also post a picture, a post, I'll make a post on Instagram of our rankings of the first phase. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So the next one will be Captain America, the winter soldier. You do not look happy. No, I'm just thinking about it. I'm thinking it's Captain America, which we were not crazy about his first movie, but we did enjoy him in the Avengers. Yes. Um, and I I'm enjoyed him about... in this last movie. Oh, right. The the cameo <laughs> from Loki. Just, yes. Just that for was... a minute, I was like, oh, when did he get good. there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really good. That's like, that's um, Loki. <laughs> and so, but here's the catch. I think we're going to be in for a treat, me and you, and I guess our audience too, because we're going to get out of the... Um, what was it? What thirties? What what decade was it, it was when he the was forties? Right, forties. I was close. Yeah, it was the forties. So we're gonna get up to date, and so I think for me and you, like visually, I think we'll enjoy this better. Yeah, it still may not be as visually enjoying as Iron Man or Thor because those are so amazing. Yes. Um. But I think we can look forward to it, at least knowing that we're we're not going to get the um, that really old school visual that we right. felt kind of left us feeling bland. Yeah, it's not as um, technical. Like there's not a lot of technology in and which is fine. That's totally fine. And it does set up who he is. But I'm excited to see a new Captain America movie. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is a good one. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess I could look real quick. I don't know where it ranks uh, right. among the fans. Um, let's see. Am I still on? Yeah, I'm still on the ranking list. I'll just look real quick. Yeah. So the Winter Soldier falls. Um, let's see. Oh, it's it's not bad. I'm I'm already past fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve. Oh. 11 it ranks number 10 on oh, rotten tomatoes top 10 
out of the how many are on there right now? Twenty three. Interesting. It's in. It's the number ten. Okay. I'm so excited. The fans really like it. Okay. Huh. I have no clue what so anyway, it's about. I don't even know what it's going to be about. I'm. It's going to be surprise, <laughs> and I'm excited about it. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying anything here. Oh, yeah. So okay, here we are. Uh, we'll yeah. get ready for next week. Um, this has been good. We both enjoyed Thor: The Dark World. Um, like I said, the villain left me a little wanting. Maybe that's why it doesn't deserve a high ranking, but I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Especially the nuances of Loki and Thor's relationship and the arc and all of that that happened. And now um, I have to wait to find out. I, I don't even know how long I have to wait to find out where's Odin? Is Loki king? What is happening? So now I'm um, stuck here with all of that. You're going to have to wait a while. But I know. Think about it this way. You don't have to wait as long as if it was in real time right. because you'd have to wait possibly years. Right. That's true. Poor yeah. me with a streaming now, service. Right. Now it's just going to be a few months. A few weeks, rather. Week. Maybe not yeah. months. Well, I don't know. We're every other week. It could be months. We'll That's see. True. All That's right. True. Speaking of every other week, so um, come back in two weeks for our next episode, yep. um, which will be the Winter Soldier, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, and go to Instagram. Yes. Find the real for real. Yes. Um, anything else we want to plug on our way out? Because we're on our way out. We're, we we're are wrapping we're this thing up. Out of here. We've talked it over. Um, <laughs> if you want a more serious vibe, you can catch us on the Rev Band-Aid podcast. Yes. Uh, where um, we discuss all of the questions. and All of your uh, theological questions. All of the theological questions with none of the answers. Because that's how we like it. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. So there we go. We got two podcasts. Um, if you're not listening to one of our podcasts, at least one, yeah. um, there's something wrong in your life right now. <laughs> and you need to get it right by joining at least one of our podcasts. Um, okay. Go to Instagram, the Real For Real podcast yes. on Instagram, right? Yeah. Real For Real podcast. Yep. Okay. Thank you, people. Thank, Thank you. you so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Not yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.